fucking fix that in post. That was the most low budget fucking intro I've ever done in my life. I will blame the whiskey ice cream. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. <laughs> it was so good. That was my fucking dinner. Half pint of whiskey ice cream. Perfect. What more could you ask for? Uh, well, you know, we also had the fucking two pints at the brewery. So, hey, let's be classy bitches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so we completely lied um, with our uh, playlist. If you want to watch along, I'm very sorry. I should not have planned this at a beer lunch when I made the fucking playlist because that was a mistake. Yeah, so we were going to watch Chariots of War next and the chariot race is really awesome but there's also a lot of just Xena being sort of gooey-eyed over the sky while she's in her sick bed and that's No not, one wants to watch that. That's not really that interesting. Also, so. I probably after my second pint at the restaurant thought that, oh, this is the chariot thing with Kalisto and that's real badass and I was like, wait, no, you're an idiot. That's not till next season. Or season three. I don't know. Anything with... I'm just going to keep having my whiskey and you can talk for a minute. Anything with Kalisto is much better than that, so... Anything with Kalisto in general, I think, trumps anything with a dude. Pretty much. Is it true she's, like, a yoga instructor now in L.A. or something? I would not be okay to walk into yoga and have Hudson as my yoga instructor. I'd be way too turned on to do any sort of yoga. Turned on and terrified and just blushing. I'm aroused and terrified at the same time. It would just be a lot, so... very much be a lot. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so what are we going to fucking watch? You're you're in charge of this. We're watching Dreamworker, which... Season 1, episode 3. Which basically is the one where (laughs) Gabrielle gets... Uh, and I mean, she's supposed to marry Morpheus, the dream god, and then she. But they're trying to trick her into killing people in the dream world, and then Xena has to battle her bad self in the dream world. Get down with save, your bad self. To, yeah, to save Gabrielle. So, of course, she succeeds because this is Xena, and <coughs> we all want her to succeed. Um, yes. But here we go. Anyway, yeah, and also this whiskey and whiskey ice cream pairing is fantastic. Perfect. Thank you very much, Vancouver. So, right now, Gabrielle is wielding a sword that is roughly the half of size of herself. I'm so distracted by the hair and the outfit. Are you finished with my sword? Do That's what she said. This is not a flight. I mean, in the right context, a sword is... <laughs> yeah, you I mean, get some wood. I mean, you will, because Perdiccas, but also... Yeah. Did they have dildos in ancient Greece? They probably did. They were kinky motherfuckers. They probably had There's something. There's a lot of talk about teaching her how to use wood, so... I mean, there's some subtext. Yeah. That's like a gender studies thesis waiting to happen. Yeah. I probably could have did my thesis on this. People are too quick to go for their sword. It should always be the last. People are too quick to go for their sword. I mean, survive. that's that's a thing. The rules of survival. Number one, if you can run, run. Number two, if you can't run, surrender and then run. Number three, if you're out and over, let them fight each other while you run. That's very Number smart. Four. I mean, yeah, run is always the best option. Yeah. No. Four is where you talk your way out of it, and I know you can do that. <laughs> She's Gabrielle, Gabrielle's got a real good mouth. Yeah. Is what we're getting at right here. When you pick up the sword, you become I'm so sorry to my mother. She listens to this. Laura, you raised me well, but I have a trash bag. What? I mean, you learn what happens when you kill. She does, yeah. And it does. And I, like, seriously, like, when Gabrielle kills someone, that really, spoiler alert, um, it does change her entire character. Like, it, she just becomes this different person. She goes to, I mean, that happens to her a lot 
she has sort of different phases of killing people, basically, because she she kills people a few times, and each time she kind of has a meltdown and then just oh, a reflex. Yeah. And but I mean, it kind of shows that she's like a good person at heart because she doesn't handle the killing well. Mm-hmm. But don't fuck with Zena. Don't fuck with Zena. Zena will fuck you up eight ways from Sunday. But also, Gabrielle will fuck you up if you fuck with Zena. Oh yeah, don't mess with her lady because she will end you. I like how we're three episodes in and already she's like, Gabrielle, do my bidding for me. And Gabrielle's like, uh, sure, okay. Yeah, that's, I'm into that. Yeah. Oh hey, there's a fucking thing from the title screen. Yeah. Gabrielle picking up the sword. I love when they do stuff like that. Iconic. I'm such a fucking nerd. Yeah. The iconic, like, oh, I have a sword. And she has a staff, which is fucking foreshadowing as hell. Does she have the staff yet? I, I think, think not. So. Zena just grabbed someone's staff. Oh, okay. So. That is definitely the yeah, staff. They just made the spirit. Wish, wish. Wish, wish. Also, whoever owns the whoosh fucking recap site, you're great, because we're going to learn all of the shit I forgot from this before episodes. Oh yeah, so we've been completely reading those episode recaps before we watch this, just so we have some context for about what we're about to get into. Yeah. This so, thank loud. you. I'm just going to fucking turn down like a notch. Because you're not that loud. No, I'm, I'm not. not. You're also sitting like two feet from the microphone, which you should not do. Very I don't smell. I showered today. I don't smell. You can sit closer to me. She has a fire about her. And yet she didn't stain herself with blood. Obviously, please. That is so creepy. It's really Even creepy. Even Seamus is like, that is creepy as shit, dude. She's it's the whole sort of version thing. It's but the version thing. It's the version thing, but with blood. Which, yeah. which, oh, oh, I mean, but that's also, still the version thing. Also, when you get down to it. Yeah, again, I mean, yeah, that is it's still fucking virginal. That still is the version thing, but it's just a different context for the version thing. Yeah, no, it's definitely like it's the same nonsense. Like she didn't kill someone, she didn't pierce somebody. Therefore, the virgin thing is still there, mm-hmm. which is just. Can we stop with the patriarchy? Can we just not with the patriarchy for anything? Because that's just no. Let's have less of that. Where is my island full of Amazons? <laughs> Take me there. Can I go there? Wonder Woman, come save me. Side note, go fucking see that movie because that movie is a gift. Apart from the whole sort of. You know, my motivation is my love for this Okay, guy. well, it wasn't at first. He was hoping no, to do better. No, not at first. Anyway, we'll get to that later. We'll yeah. talk, we'll, that's a, maybe if we do a Patreon, we can do a breakdown of Wonder Woman. <laughs> it, it will mostly be positive. It's just that irked me a little. Yeah. You can take some of the heat on to Xena. Yeah. That was a very poorly phrased innuendo. I could not have got anywhere. I was trying to make a sex joke, and I failed. I was distracted by my cat standing on my bladder. He's good at that. Hello. That's your friend. He's also stomping around screaming. Friend. Oh, no, Just strangers in town. Strangers in town. I really just I latched onto the strangers in the small town thing, because that's how Nova Scotia is. Your friend didn't kill your friend if anybody's going to be killing anybody, I mean, I think the Zeta. person in the boob armor is the one doing the killing there, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's not the one with the peasant skirt and the baby face. Who looks like she just escaped from like a Stevie Nicks concert in like 1982. Yeah. She's not doing the killing. I don't think so. 
Like, she's gonna start doing the Rhiannon dance. Like, no. There's no weaponry coming out of that one. Where's her shawl? I'll just show the Stevie Nicks doing the three shawl changes yeah. at the show we saw her at. Apparently my reference was very apt because uh, there's a lot of talk about mystics. Mm-hmm. And Sabus is going to sing Rhiannon for us now. I need a halter for my I'm distracted by her cleavage. Like, it's just, it's right there. I'm distracted by her face. This is a good face. I'm not saying it's not a good face. I'm also saying there's a lot of cleavage there. I mean, sure. <laughs> it's a very phallic <laughs> way to grab a weapon, Gabrielle. Um, yeah, you couldn't fondle that. That's not real virginal. <laughs> just gonna put that out there. I remember I tweeted once, is there a non-penisy way to take the plastic wrap off a cucumber? No, there's not. There's not. It's just there's like, it looks like you're giving a cucumber a hand job. <laughs> Every time I unwrap a cucumber, I just feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't want anybody to look at me. I feel like putting the blinds down in the living room. Just I just feel like I'm violating this poor fruit. Vegetable? Fruit. Vegetable. Vegetable. It has seeds in it, though. Is that a fruit thing? I don't know. Anyways, phallic, and I feel like I'm doing something dirty to it. I just never want anybody to see me. Ew. Why is someone comparing Gabrielle to a seed hidden in poop? Like, that's kind of... I think that's an insult. You have a lot to go, but you're covered in shit. Believe me, I've handled plenty. Oh, yeah, you handled Most beautiful so sword I've ever seen. Believe me, I've handled plenty. I'm pretty sure since you almost cut your nipples off, <laughs> she needs, that thing She up. needs something more petite. That's right. You need something more, I don't know, like a knife? <laughs> start, start with a pocket knife. That is the most fucking... That's like... Oh, that's like fucking ovaries. It looks like that ovaries. That looks like ovaries. Yeah, Gabrielle's like, I fucking learned shit today. <laughs> and if you like having something between your boobs, Absolutely. much like Zena's face will be later. <laughs> I should just stop talking right now, because this is just going to end badly. We're all thinking it. I'm going to tell my mother to not listen to this episode. <laughs> just skip the second one, Mom, because gonna, you're going to hate me. Okay, she's also walking like boobs out now, because she has a fucking mm-hmm. tit dagger. Yep. Titties. She's taking lessons from Xena with her big butch walk. Yeah, but I think it's just like, it's it's boob confidence, really. Yeah. That's what that is. Nipple confidence. Nipple confidence. <laughs> what is that from? Oh, L word. L word. <laughs> Enhance your motives. Enhance your titties. And she stabbed herself in the boobs. I would fucking do that. I've cut myself on a dish rack, so yeah, I definitely would. I mean, I, I bind, so I'm not gonna really shove anything into my cleavage, because that's just asking for trouble. Um, but when I did wear a bra, I would, like I was saying, it's like, I will show you how this is fucking done. It's this not is, like your breasts are dangerous <laughs> enough. That's so iconic and perfect, and it's only the third episode, so... <laughs> see, see dangerous titties. <laughs> Distracting only, everybody like around them. Seriously, only the third episode, people, and this and kind of subtext is this. Ovary daggers into her boobs. Like, how do they not think this was going to be embraced by the gay? You know, I have to give them credit, though, for, like, saving money on the soundtrack to just keep playing the theme song over and over and over again in fight scenes. The theme song works, though. It's very Germanic. I guess the point across. Oh, that's also from the opening. That scene where she has a sword above her face, and she's oh, like, yeah. da da That's definitely... Oh, this is the first incidence of, like, Gabrielle! Take a shot every time Zena yells for Gabrielle. Also, like, when... Or Gabrielle yells for Zena. Also applies to the X-Files when Scarlet says, Mulder, it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically the same thing as the whole show. I know. The 90s were a fucking iconic time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how many times we can say iconic in this episode. 
Uh, I said it once. This is on you. Fine. Yeah. But in terms of like 90s podcasts, uh, Teen Creeps, amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sicker Sadder, fucking fantastic. Uh, Oh, and Buffering. They're delightful. So despite the fact that I'm recording a podcast, I hardly ever listen to them just because I don't really have an opportunity to, but I believe you, though. Yeah, no, I have a shit job Let's me listen to amazing podcasts all day. Yeah. Um, so I have a variety. I'm like the... Oh, I'm so gay. I have a lot of sports podcasts. And uh, Pop This, uh, hello, Lisa and Andrea. Okay, you guys Pop are fantastic. This is amazing, and I Pop have this is fantastic. To it. I've seen it being record- recorded. Live. Oh, we, we've met them. We've yes. had drinks with Lisa. She's fantastic. They're lovely people. Um, and Buffering is fantastic. Um, Sick or Sadder. I feel like Daria, Sick or Sadder, amazing. Teen Creeps, holy shit, I cry laughing at Teen Creeps all the time. Um, and what else to listen to? Oh, I have to give a shout to Witch, please. Uh, because Henry Gregor and I had the same cat, apparently. So. Tuxedo cat. She's not the wifey type, except when it comes to Zena. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, you don't. You know, technically, you do give birth to a child, but to demon, so it's kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Is this dude? He looks like um the guy from NYPD Blue, Jimmy Smiths. I never watched that. So oh, I'm so old sometimes. She's like, why did she choose me for this? How many times is there a fight to the death on Xena? I feel like there's like at least two or three every season. Like every episode, basically. Again, with the boob, she's walking from behind like a cart. I mean, it's just tits first. Come on, speak up. He sounds like a drunken Cape Breton grandfather. <laughs> I may be blind, but I know you're fucking there. Jesus. I want to know about the mystics. Mystics for evil. Okay. A Is there a non perverted cult? I don't think so. Like, I have an uncle in a cult, and it's a pervy cult. Like, there's been documentaries the and cult. books. The sex cult. Yeah. Yeah. We don't talk to him anymore. My name is Zena. My name is Zena. They took my friend and I'm going to get She sounds like Marina from the Albert. Jenny, I've, I've been, been thinking, thinking of, of you. <laughs> Blood innocence. Why would, Why is the virginal thing such a fucking trope in so many shows? I don't know. Even this show. Oh, it's like, it's this, it's like horror movies, slashers, they're like, why is like, why is virginity, which is such a fucking social construct to begin with, such an important thing because for culture? Because patriarchy. Because patriarchy. How many times can we say the patriarchy during this podcast? I mean, it's going to be a lot of That's times. That's going to be a lot of times. <laughs> Do you see a thing about, um, oh fuck, it's one of the fucking... Authors, I'm. I had too much whiskey. I had more beer in a second. Um, about uh, some Victorian artist or author, like being an, a spinster but had sex with women. And I'm just like, oh, because heterosexual sex is literally the only thing that counts. Mm-hmm. This is why straights ruin everything. Even though gay sex can often be better. I'm sorry. <laughs> not that I. No, okay, honestly, not that I have shit all to compare this to. No. Because but like, I, from what I've read, though, from the very poorly written fan fictions I've read as a child about Buffy it, and Angel, not even that. Just based on what straight people write and say, I'm gonna assume that gay sex is often better. Not all the time, but often. I mean, everybody's first time was kind of fumbly and bad. Yeah. Regardless of orientation. Mm-hmm. That's just a given. Yeah. 
So Zena is now going under some sort of trance mm-hmm. so to get can, into the the dream world, the dream so she world. can rescue Gabrielle. I mean, there are three episodes in, and she is just fucking going for it. The first episode, she's all, I don't really want you to travel with me. You're annoying. And then now she's traveling into dangerous dreams, dreamscape to try to save her woman. That's yeah. just how it is. I feel like if we ever do a Patreon, I feel like, I, I just really think we should do like a dramatic reading of some of the choice. <laughs> that is shitty as CGI fire. <laughs> choice readings from Anne Bannon's novels. And then do a discussion of how her stuff is very similar to early Xena with dramatics mm-hmm. and the uh, the heaving bosoms. Perhaps some Sarah Waters stuff as well, because that's equally flowery but slightly better. I would have to actually read that shit then. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's true. That is this is your plan, isn't it, to get me to do a Patreon and then read the Sarah Waters <laughs> novels? I like the movies. Um, They're good novels. I just, I just, I'm not into Victorian. Mm. I'm not here. I'm here for Clitlit. Not so much here for Viclit. <laughs> Loved my Viclit class, and my, I had the biggest fucking feminist as a prof in at Saint Effects. Why is she wearing a special robe now? Uh, it looks like a kimono. Yeah. Uh, I feel very weird about that. I don't. There's no reason for her to. There's be wearing no a kimono. need to be wearing a kimono. This literally unless, looks like a Kate Bush video. Unless this is foreshadowing to the very last episode of the I series. really don't think they had that much foresight. I mean, probably not, no. <laughs> this is seriously like uh, a warrior version of the uh, experiment whatever video from Kate mm-hmm. Bush. Four? I, I'm bad with Roman numerals. Experiment four? I do like that they get her to confront her dark side so early in the series, though, and then she comes out on the good side, which is kind of why I am irritated by um, A Friend in Need, the very last episode, because I feel like she redeemed herself so early in the series. Well, no, and that's the thing. Like, they they never actually... They, they never shied away from this. They all they started off with, like, Xena on a redemption arc. Mm-hmm. And it never really ends, because she spends the entire series trying to do better and trying to, to right all the wrongs. Not just the ones she's done, but all the ones that are out there in the world. And I feel like it's intrinsic to the series that she's actually a pretty good person, and... So I just feel that the last episode is really unnecessary and very upsetting, and I'm pretty sure we'll probably do a podcast for the last episode, and you'll hear me all cry on air. Oh yeah, no, you will definitely cry. I actually ugly cry every single time during that episode. I've so. only I've seen you ugly cry a few times. It was when Tori must play Winter when I saw her with you. Mm-hmm. Um, when I realized, oh shit, I should be dating you. Um, when we rewatched Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. The last episode. The last episode. And you ugly cried and had to go lay down in the bedroom for a while. And then uh, the last two times we watched Xena. 
the finale. Also, the Futurama episode with the dog. Which one's that? Jurassic, Jurassic Bark. Bark. Fuck that episode. I have actually gotten angry anons on Tumblr that I've deleted when I reblogged Jurassic Bark. I have included a gift set of Jurassic Bark on a thing. People are like, fuck you, I hope you die. Yeah, so she's screaming, I'm not her anymore, and she's not. She's, she's really not. not. She's fucking not. No, and they, like, they really, they've, like, I, I look at the series as a six-season redemption arc because Xena feels so guilty for, you know, four years of her life and the things she did. She has to go and, and do better. Well, that's basically the point, aside from it being a really epic love story between two women, which... I'm sorry, is the heart of the show. Yeah. So, okay, seriously, Eileen Chaikin, get fucked, because the L word was terrible for most seasons. Who can who can give me this level of drama and hilarity and comedy and ridiculousness, but still have, at the fucking heart of it, a love story? Nobody. Nobody. No one has come close to this since it aired. A really complex and... Well, loving and well written, yeah, love story. I mean, like even like I, I, you know, I fucking hate angst. I'm not here for it. Unnecessary angst, fuck away from me. I will forever hate Whedon for seeing red because that is garbage and that's at the bar. I'm like, no, if you're gonna, if you, if you, if you're gonna follow Whedon's footsteps, get the fuck away from me. So with this, this show, yeah, I look at some of the angsty seasons and some of the angsty bullshit. And it sucks, and it was terrible to watch weekly, because I did not know what was going to happen, because we didn't have spoilers, we didn't have Twitter, we didn't have, like, insiders tweeting shit and sending things to a non-message boards. But I'd also say, for the most part, there wasn't any unnecessary angst. There was angst, but it was always for a purpose, this it is was what always I'm, this for is, the, that's the point, yeah. writer's story, and they basically always came through it except for again the final episode yeah and the thing is like they, I, I look at the the whole Hope arc and the Green Dragon arc was very parallels like Gabrielle didn't kill Hope but Xena killed the Green Dragon and there's that thing of like well we didn't do the thing we were gonna do and this is gonna cause some strife but they came through it together and then they came back together and were a better pairing because of it mm-hmm. if you're gonna break up a couple and you know <laughs> you know what I'm asking with this if you're gonna break up a couple for no fucking good reason just for this angst for the sake of angst you're a bad writer you're a fucking bad writer and this is stupid it is fucking stupid mm-hmm. especially if it is a queer I'm clapping like in the fucking like twitter hand clap motion if you break up a couple for the sake of angst you're a bad writer don't fucking do that especially if it's lesbians or queer women because we suffer enough of that shit watching it and i know this is supposedly subtext but come on it's so obvious it is so it's basically subtext main text. it's main text i have read i have written papers on this i have read so many articles it is so subtext it is fucking main text i'm getting a beer because i'm all fucking fired up now sure give me some so basically <laughs> right now gabrielle has taken Zena's advice and has let the two guys murder each other rather than killing them herself so already they're a really great team <laughs> oh yeah no there's there's a lot there and now this guy with the hood is saying she's gonna face a second challenge really soon. I, I'm still also very sorry. I'm just coming back with a, a very lovely uh, East Van single malt, single hop pale ale <coughs> that I quite enjoy and I drink quite a lot of. It's very sessionable. Next was the beer opening. 
Uh, I do love how they've tried to make Gabrielle very virginal mm-hmm. and very, you know, modest in her in her outfits, which we know she's not because she wants to bang Xena around the room. And she does. She does. Or the tent, or whatever they fucking happen to be in. <laughs> the clearing of shrubs. Like, they just want to bang around everything. You don't know if I'm real? This is my dream. I'm the only one who is real. Tell me something about you I don't know. How's that going to prove anything? <laughs> How's that going to prove anything? anything I know. Tell me something about you I don't know. This should be good. This That would be the time to be like, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody but my mother knows this. I had six toes on my right foot when I was born. That's fucked up, Gabrielle. Don't look. It's gone now. What happened to the other toe? I mean, they probably like just fucking like slice that off. It's eight degrees. Gruesome. I mean, yeah. Have your have have the remains of your ice and I'll pour you a beer. <laughs> Literally, but that is pussage, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your problem. <laughs> Tumblr is roomy because now I'm all about like the fucking like throat pussy, like my thrussy. So I just read a lot of shit like poorly. You know, like what's going on? I- I've already been through one of their challenges, and there were two of them. I did what you said; they killed each other. See, such a good team. I know. I mean, they're like, I was going to say they're the gay version of Batman and Robin, but I feel like Batman and Robin can be read as gay sometimes. Yeah, that's unnecessary. <laughs> that is redundant, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> I like that they have these extreme 90s bangs the entire way through the series. They just don't change. I mean, well, I guess Gabrielle's does later can I, on. Can I tell you like a really like dorky fucking thing in my life? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, first of all, went to an all-girls high school in grade 10. Use your mind, yeah. I like your silence is like, that sounds surprising. No. Went to an all-girls high school and I had a friend uh, who I had known for years who I eventually became better friends with in high school because we both loved Zena and she was real straight and I was just like are you sure? but like ridiculously heterosexual but just like loved the show for everything and I'm pretty sure she's the only straight person I have ever known who has loved this show for what it is. I would have assumed that all of the straight girls who like this sort of thing would have just watched Hercules. She hated Hercules! Did not, did not like Hercules. Well, I mean, Hercules was Wang. I'm old. And his fucking boyfriend with his, like, Michael Bolton hair. Yeah. Like, that was just, that was bad. I know about your friend in the Dream Cave Passage. I have warriors looking for her body. She'll be dead. Oh, fuck that. She won't be dead. No. I mean, Xena will die many times. Yes. And then sometimes come back, but sometimes not. Yeah, I mean, that's... she won't be dead three episodes in, though. No, they'll say that for season three. Yeah, three, four, fourish, maybe. Two or three, whatever season the quest is in. Yeah, which is a delightful episode, which we will definitely, definitely talk about. Which one is the best? The one with um, what's this pickle? That's not a fucking <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Oh, geez, Autolycus, yeah. Yeah, Autolycus. Okay. And the body swap and the... Oh my Christ, that's one of my fucking favorite episodes of TV ever. It's perfect. I love fucking... I love a well-done body swap. Yeah. 
That's the one where they make out. Oh, that is the most subtextual main text gayest thing ever. Oh, it's not even subtextual. They make out. I mean, this is, this is why I love this, because they couldn't actually have that making out at, like, you know, four o'clock on a Friday when fucking air. But they basically do. Their lips are, like, one centimeter apart, but then it's just a telecus. But the... the yeah. It's meant to be Xena in his body, so it's yeah. very clearly meant to be Xena again. I'm like, yeah, but exactly. Yeah, it's Exactly. Yeah, it's gay. It's brilliant, really. Ugh, these guys suck. Yeah. Talking. Talking. Using your mouth. Using yeah. your mouth is what you're good for. Um, Renee O'Connor, if you ever listen to this, I'm so sorry. It's not, I, you're very attractive. I just really like your character. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> so is this when she actually gets the staff? Like, is this the thing? She's kind of flinging that around. I can't remember. Yeah, that would have my guess. She gets it very early on, though. It's really unfortunate that all the bad guys are people of color in this show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't love that on any level. Um, no, I But mean, I mean, like, I don't even want to defend this in terms of context and time, but they were filming in New Zealand and it was the 90s, but I'm also just like, can we just, like... It still happens now. Because of that, I'm not hideously mad about it, but it's definitely early to mid-90s production. Yeah, the show hasn't aged incredibly well. In some aspects it has, in other aspects not so much. I mean, it's more progressive than some shows. I'm not going to say which show that has a number as the title on a certain <laughs> lettered network um, that has a pension for killing lesbians and queers, anyway. Um, but, you know, they, they, the whole thing of having people of color as the villains... On the one hand, it was the 90s, and this is, they were filming in New Zealand, so they had a lot of Maori people, actors, to look like, you know, quote-unquote warlords. Which I'm just like, can we just, can we not? They could have just not done that. Could you just have not done that? Because that's gross and racist. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still happens now. I, I can I can think of a few shows and, and smaller productions I've watched um, where they have had amazing characters who are villains and who are who are black, who are Asian, who are Indian, and it's just like, you know, you could just you could just not. You could just not have this person of color play a villain just once. Yeah. Just just maybe don't do that. So now Xena in the dreamscape is confronting people who she's killed. Yeah, and this dude has a cricket bat? I don't know what the fuck that is. It looks like a cricket bat. Sort of. So if, is having bad teeth a sign that you are a bad person in this universe? Because Xena has great teeth. And so does Gabrielle. But some of the quote-unquote bad guys uh, have... But not everybody she killed during her bad period was bad. That's Okay, that's true. Point. That's true. So, Good point. Good point. So I think they were, some of them were just villagers, but I'm not sure why she has such great teeth. And they don't. Again, they have seem to always have access to things like nice baths. 
so, which they take together, as you pointed out last episode. Thank yep, you very much. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, All the time. I feel like that's the one my mother watched with me, and I was like, this is very awkward. Yeah. And I can't figure out why. I, I, I kind of think that I was like really in denial about the gay thing for a number of years, um, and tried to like date dudes to be like, I am completely heterosexual. I dated a dude for two weeks, and that was enough. <laughs> cannot wait till Grace comes up here to have this podcast with us. <laughs> this is going to be like a trifecta of gay. It's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, like, so even this, it's just like, Hercules didn't do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now Z- good Xena's going to go up against past bad Xena. Oh, you know me. So it's like Kara versus Red Kryptonite Kara. Yeah. This might be your dreamscape, but you can't control me. Are you reading the Supergirl virtual season? Because that's amazing. No. Oh my god! Do you remember when the fucking black contact lenses were a thing in the 90s? I think I tried to block that out because it's really distressing. That was definitely a thing. Uh, because Willow had them. Yeah. Joss Whedon, you stole so much crap from Xena, but you didn't steal the good shit? No, there was good shit on Buffy, but I feel... Ah, uh, yeah, there was good shit, but it was also, like, super whitewashed, and there's a lot of self-insert characters. Mm-hmm. Mostly dudes. And I feel like it's a bit tainted from by what Joss Whedon is now. Oh, he is, is the worst! Which is terrible, so... Oh, God, feminist ally my ass! Yeah. Oh, God, go eat a bag of dicks, you shitbag! Anyway, my whole point in this was the black, the black contacts were a sign of being evil, so clearly we can tell which Xena is the evil one mm-hmm. because the Xena with the black contacts is the bad one. Because Willow had that when she was uh, a bad lesbian and having too much lesbian sex, which was a kind of, you know the whole thing with the the, the, the black magic. Because <laughs> Joss Whedon hates lesbians. I said what I said. Yeah, you couldn't bring yourself to kill them again because you're a good person at heart. She is. She really fucking is. I love this. I get to kill you. I get to kill the bad part of myself. Zena is literally fighting her bad side in her dreamscape, which is just like if there. If this, this is the whole. This is the whole point of Zena's character. She is always struggling with that inner darkness, with that those inner demons. And she'll always have that within her, but I don't feel like that's the driving force for Zena for the most part. Certainly not after she meets Gabrielle. I think. I think you can almost argue that it took Gabrielle. To, to see the good in Xena for Xena to see the good in herself like mm-hmm. it, it took a bit for her to be like hey this person who is very pure of heart see something in me that is worth loving I very much <laughs> identify with that so that's probably why I love this so much I do like how the the dark side of Zena saying, I've always been stronger. And yeah, she probably has, but, you know, quote unquote, good Zena has the sense to be like, I can't let you win. This is a thing that can't be out in the world. Mm-hmm. So that shows a, a, an amazing self awareness on Zena's part. And she fights really hard for her, for herself and for Gabri- Gabrielle. Um, 
Oh yeah, she will. She'll fight for Gabrielle first sometimes, as opposed to herself. She's, she's absolutely. She's almost more inclined to, to protect and, and defend Gabrielle as opposed to herself, which could be. You could, you, you could look at that as her kind of having a martyr complex. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend you and put myself at risk to save the good person in my life. You take for granted all your gifts and talents. Don't hurt her. <laughs> no, that's I feel not like this Xena could be like an extra in an Evanescence video. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling a little protective of good Xena. I mean, well, yeah. Like, good Xena is good Xena. Like, she's not gonna. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't exist. Yes, that's true. That's a very um, intense message. Oh, you're the key, Joss Whedon. Um, <laughs> but this is this is true. There are you know there are people who think there are light and dark in every person, and you know there is that internal battle. So this this fight between light and dark Xena, you know, good and bad Xena. You know, you can look at even like a Harry Potter with Voldemort. Like if if Tom Riddle had had a better upbringing, he wouldn't have been Voldemort. Mm-hmm. And if Harry had had a worse upbringing, he could have been the second Voldemort. Like, you just, you know? Yeah. There was... I love the screech. There were so many horns in the first season. Just so many furry-type outfits. Yeah. Oh, shut up. Kill them both. It's not gonna happen, dude. I'm sorry. No, Xena will get you. Xena gonna fuck you up. Yeah, I'm very curious to know how much of the budget was spent on horns and earpieces in the first season. Yeah. Oh, there we go. The uh, the breast sword has just come out. <laughs> Whipped the sword or knife, I guess, on her titties and flung it at a guy and killed him. Gabrielle was dead. Nice one, Gabrielle. I was like, I'd. <laughs> oh, look at her. Zena is very turned on. Zena like, is so guy. aroused right now. <laughs> Gabrielle just punched that guy in the face. And it's worth noting that the, the, they flash from Gabrielle punching a dude in the face and Zena saying, I'm impressed, but also very aroused, uh, to the next day. Because they clearly went and banged mm-hmm. somewhere in a clearing. On a, just. Fucking badger skin rug. Scissor fest. Or something that they fucking sleep on. Yeah. Very <laughs> nice. Okay, but she really did, like, like deepen her voice. Her voice is deeper than mine right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, my voice is real deep. It's definitely a season one thing. I think it's a season one thing. Didn't Jillian do that in, like, the early seasons? I think Like, so. trying to be, like, more monotone and just, like, more fucking molder. I mean, like, we're all, like, more fucking molder <laughs> in season yeah. one through seven. <laughs> All the seasons. Whoa, mother. <laughs> the way that was supposed to be with joy, not fear. She worship that cop with joy, not fear. I mean, I just... Why? Uh, she's waiting for me. <laughs> he was like, my wife's waiting, I gotta go, sorry. She has a very nice smile. And, um, it really does. <laughs> sweet dreams. Sweet dreams are made of cheese. <laughs> Who am I to disagree? Sorry, I just had to do that. What? <laughs> Can we get Renee in a smaller outfit? Like, for sake. You could have killed someone, but you didn't. But, okay, but here's the thing. The fucking fact that uh, I just, like, fucking, like, smashed Chloe's leg. Yeah, smashed Because Gabrielle's having distress over the fact that she could have killed someone. And she's scared of it. And then she does kill someone. And that's, like... Mm-hmm. 
as I have so many issues with the, with the show, and they couldn't they couldn't say lesbian, they couldn't say gay, they couldn't actually explicitly say they were together and scissoring all the time. But they did some really good writing, and the like the I, I keep harping on this with my friends and comparing this to other queer shows and queer series. This was done well. I love this conversation. Just Zena sort of giving Gabrielle the ability to see herself as a nuanced person. Yeah, no, to see her as, a, as someone who has layers and has depth. Mm-hmm. And I, like the metaphor of the lake is really good. Like you throw a stone in there, like it, it's going to be calm on the surface, but the lake itself is is different. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is fucking cool because that's kind of true to what they do in most of the series. Everything that happens to both of them, more so Gabrielle, I think, to the series, um, it will change. Like, on the surface, she's still kind of the same pacifist, the same kind of person who doesn't want to hurt people, but underneath, there's all this all this change going on. Yeah. And I, I don't know if they had the foresight... I don't think they had the foresight to set this up in the first season, but the fact that they like went back to it, maybe that's kind of cool. Because no, I, I don't think they had the the. I don't think they, I don't think they could have predicted this is where it was going to go. I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe not the first season because like the lesbians didn't latch on until like the second one, really. But oh, I think it was a pretty swift latching on. Oh really? I don't. I think so, but I don't really know because I wasn't identifying that way when I was. Uh, ten. Ten. So, <laughs> but from what I understand, uh, the community latched on pretty quick because I remember Lucy talking about how eight episodes or so when uh, somebody said to them, so how do you feel about being these lesbian icons? And they were all like, what? Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, um, I did... I did uh, on some level, I knew I was probably queer, but I lived in a very small town that was very homophobic, and, you know, fag was a very common insult, so I equated anything about gayness as being terrible, so I didn't want to acknowledge this. So, like I said before, like, I, I latched onto this because it was very clearly a queer show, but I was trying to justify it like, oh, I like Greek mythology. I will watch this shit. And I think my mother called me out on this. She's like, there's no fucking mythology in this. It's just Xena beating people up. And I was like, listen, shush. Just <laughs> no one asked your opinion, Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, I, I justified it. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gay. No, I'm straighty straight right here. What? Yes. Mad or amazing. This is fantastic. <laughs> but, like, I just, now I'm just, like, I clearly was just so fucking closeted in, in such distress. I just, like, watched this nonsense because it was kind of queer. I remember watching Ellen coming out and my mom was just like, hey, you watch Ellen a lot. Are you gonna watch tonight's episode? And I was like, I don't know, probably. Um, and now the cast can fucking chime in. Thank you. Hi. Um, I was like, yeah, probably. And she, well, you know, Ellen's gonna come up as gay tonight, and she was looking like, are you? And I was like, shh, shh, shh. oh, okay, that's cool. And it was like, I remember like Melissa Etheridge was on it, and Laura Dern, and Oprah, mm-hmm. and all of like Katie Lang, I think. Yeah. Like all of these gay icons that I already knew and liked, but didn't know why. 
But now looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was real gay as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I was real gay. That's mm-hmm. skating. That's skating. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my thing for, well, not my thing for, but I used to tape Rosie's show when I was... Okay, but I mean, who didn't? 11 or something. Who didn't? No, but I was really attached to Rosie. <laughs> I mean, I liked her in A League of the Realm, which is one of my, like, top five favorite movies. Yeah. Um, I, still, I still think of Rosie with... Um, Nathan Lane, who was not identifying as, as gay for a while. I think when he was on Oprah with Robin Williams promoting the birdcage. And he was like, oh, I have gay friends who gave me tips. And even then, I was like, honey, oh, who are you fooling? Honey, no. Honey, who are you fooling? You do that way too well. Yeah. Um, but I did not acknowledge that I knew why he knew how to be gay so well. Anyway. Um, but he was on Rosie, and it was after she came out. And then he sat down... And this was post Liza wedding. And he sits, comes out. Thank you, audience. Sits down. This is the gayest thing since Liza's wedding. <laughs> and I was just like, how gay am I that I actually understand what this means and why this is funny to gay people? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm pretty, very gay. Pretty gay. <laughs> Perhaps this should be the end of the episode. This is the end of the episode because it is 10 o'clock and I have to work at 8. All right, so this is it. So yeah, uh, next episode we will figure that out. We had a, a list planned, but I, like I said, I made that when I was drinking at uh, a tide house in Vancouver, and I should probably revisit that. So if you're looking at our our playlist, please watch all of those episodes because they're great. Um, but double check with us what we're actually listening to because it's probably going to change. We'll let you know. We will let you know. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to. Uh, uh, Seamus for being semi-quiet um, and as always uh, thank you to Grace for our logo uh, look for her episode during Vancouver Pride we will hopefully get that done and it will probably be hilarious because that is going to be a mash of accents you can find her at Big Mama Lama 5 on Twitter and Tumblr thank you for listening